Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm going to discuss a concept called pushing the rock. What are we here to talk about today? Well, it's the holidays coming up. In fact, uh, for our family, we're doing the holiday a week early before Christmas. Starting uh, tomorrow, my family's going to be flying in from all over the country. We've decided to do Christmas a week early because of everybody's different schedules and so forth. Um, But what that's led to is the last two weeks of us doing nothing but getting ready. I mean, we're out shopping for everybody, uh, fixing the house, cleaning the house, contractors coming by to do things. And... Busy as can be. I mean, literally getting up at, you know, six, seven o'clock in the morning and going till one o'clock in the morning, just doing stuff. Just, you know, it's not getting up, going to work. It's just doing stuff, being busy. Right. But all that time while you're doing all this stuff, you're thinking to yourself, wow, this is amazing. And it's led to me to have an intellectual, internal look at myself and at life itself. And I thought I would take you along on this journey because maybe it's a conversation you should have with yourself also. Um, The conflict is I see self-help gurus out there in their 60s pushing the rock. Every single day they're doing a video. They're on YouTube every day, Twitter every day, whatever else, all these different things. Instagram, by the way, I don't belong to Twitter or Instagram at all. Uh, to me, it's just too much work and for no benefit that I see other than if you're pushing the rock. Now, I have staff in my different companies that use those vehicles as a way to market our ideas out to people, but I don't do them. Uh, I barely do anything on Facebook. Here and there, I'll stick something up, but very little, because I have a life. And this is what I've I've understood. When I was working 12 hours a day, six days a week in the health club business, the only thing I ever dreamed of was retiring. And at 32 years of age, two and a half years after I started buying real estate, I was able to quit my job. So I don't understand people who want to get up every day to get dressed, to go into a studio somewhere, to produce another video. Uh, and I'm just using these people as an example because I see them on online. You can see them. You can see what they're doing. And they always act like, yeah, this is no big deal. I got to get this out to you. This is important. And I'm thinking, no, it's really not important. You're making up things to say every day that mean very little. Now, granted, for people at the very bottom, any little tidbit of wisdom from somebody at the top is beneficial. There's no doubt. And you say, well, Dell, how do you know all these books? Because I watch and listen to motivational stuff myself. Uh, 
sometimes just because I'm in the business to critique it, to pay attention to it, see what's going on out there, uh, to be able to compare to what I try to do to help people. And sometimes because, hey, a little motivation here and there doesn't hurt. But as I was trying to get motivated from all these different positive motivational speeches that are on YouTube and the Internet and everything, I was thinking to myself, but why? Why do I want to get motivated? I'm done being a bodybuilder. And I started thinking about this concept. One guy came up with this. I'm sorry to go all different directions. This is the way my brain works. But one guy was saying everything in life that's worth anything is an uphill battle. That's where he got the idea of pushing the rock. He pushing the rock uphill. He said, whether it's sports, whether it's financial success, whether it's you know relationship success, it's not easy. If you're good at something, if you have massive success at something, you had to push that rock up that hill. It didn't happen by it just rolling down the hill and you got on top and it rolled down the hill. You had to push it up. So my question then, my metaphor for that became, okay, I get that. But when is the hill high enough? And then I started thinking about like financially. I push the rock that somehow now the rock rolls uphill. So what do you mean? Well, I have so much wealth and I live on such a low percentage of what I actually earn that I accumulate cash. And to get rid of the cash, I simply buy another piece of real estate. And each time I buy another piece of real estate, it makes me more money. And when I make more money, I don't really have any need for more money. So I just save more money. Now, let's caveat this thing. My wife has unlimited needs for money. She could figure out a way to keep us broke if I would let her do that because she doesn't have any idea what it takes to make the kind of money I make. She has no sense of its importance, of how difficult it was to push the rock up that hill to get that high. But I started this metaphor out under the concept, well, if you keep pushing until you're a millionaire, when you let go of the rock, it should roll down the other side of the hill and keep you a millionaire for the rest of your life if you did it right. And that's if you did it right. If you just went out and got lucky and hit a home run and got a big job and made a big buck, um, bought something once that made a big giant gain, then it's over. Then that rock rolls right back down on top of you and crushes you. But there's a difference in the metaphor that just didn't work as I worked with it because as I pushed the rock up the hill, the higher I got with it, the more money I made, but the easier it was to push the rock. It's almost like now I have so much money, the money is pushing the rock up the hill, and I'm not pushing the rock up the hill anymore. Hmm, interesting. So the metaphor wasn't working for me as I looked at this. And then a lot of other things, you know, whenever you're focused on something in life, I find anyway, that all sorts of common metaphors start to blend in with whatever it is you're trying to push, the theory you're trying to push through your life. And so I kept thinking, what is it about a guy that gets on the YouTube every day and does a video? And I was thinking specifically of a guy named Grant Cardone who does a video every single day. Now, Grant Cardone is telling everybody he's got a billion dollars worth of cash in the bank. That was the latest one he came up with. Um, 
I guarantee you he doesn't have a billion dollars worth of cash. If he does, it's not his. It belongs to companies that he is a part owner in. If you add up all the giant companies he's a part owner in, he's done all these real estate deals. Maybe they have that much money. But he doesn't have that much money personally, himself, in a bank account, a billion dollars. Because he'd be screaming he's a billionaire. He's not screaming he's a billionaire anymore. He was. And somebody, an attorney, a lawsuit which happened, he had a class action lawsuit against him, or the SEC, somebody shut him down. And now all he's doing is going around doing self-help videos again. But now some older guys that can't retire, they can't just give it up. They got to keep grinding and working and pushing the rock. And you wonder, they've got jets and they've got yachts and they've got houses, but they keep working. Get up every day and go to a studio and do a video. One guy said, whatever it is you ask me to do, I'll do it. I've got to get out there and touch people and market. And, you know, and the, the bottom line is this. Hey, I don't know if I should applaud them. Sometimes I sit back and go, man, I got to applaud you. I'm 67 years old. I'm not doing that stuff anymore. I stopped doing that stuff back when I was 35, 40, 50 years of age. I stopped the hustle, right? And I started thinking about this, and I've been trying to reconcile that. I spoke with a couple different people about it, you know, that are my uh, friends and, uh, you know, not really mentors, but, you know, equals. And we discussed these topics about why would these people keep grinding and pushing. And young guys on their on the Internet, they all love it because they're still at that grinding point in their life. They're not where they want to be. They haven't got the rock where they want it yet. But if you got the rock all the way up to the top, what's the deal? Why more? And I started trying to rationalize it. And I came up with some conclusions that the people just have no self-worth at all. If they don't grind, they have no personality. They have no, there's no self. Who are you? I am the grind. I am the guy. I am the worker. I am the man. I talked to a lady over the phone the other day. She was... um, 74 years old. And I talked to her because I, I couldn't make heads and her tails out of her email. She has a million dollars. Her husband died about a year ago or so. And now she has to decide what she's going to do with this. And I asked her, what, you know, what are you wanting? I go, you're 74 years old. You got a million dollars. She, I said, what are you living on right now? She goes, I'm living on Social Security and uh, mandatory requ- required um, withdrawals from her IRAs. And you know, whatever that is, it's probably 50000 a year, 60000 a year. And she goes, I said, well, what do you want more for? She said, well, I like to do some traveling, you know, spend some money on the kids and stuff. And I said, well, let me ask a question. Do you really care if you end up with money or have more money by the time you, you pass? And she goes, yeah, I'd like to have more money. And I said, why? She goes, well, I'd like to leave it to the kids, the grandkids. And I'm saying to her, okay, okay then that's a different path. That means you're still pushing. And now I'm going to introduce you to some concepts. The concept is, are you in a wealth generation part of your life or are you in a wealth preservation part of your life? I'm in wealth preservation. Unfortunately, to that argument, my wealth keeps growing because it's so large. I live on so much less than what I earn that the money grows exponentially. Now, that is a point where the rock takes care of itself. Other people, on the other hand, get up just high enough to where they've pushed that rock up the hill high enough that it can produce and put off 
enough income for them just to survive. And if you're in the wealth generation process, you're trying to push the rock up higher the hill, up the hill higher, so it will produce more long-term generational wealth for you. Um, some people, the rock's never high enough. You can be a billionaire. I was watching an interview with um, Tillman Fatita, and they asked him, and all of a sudden, Tillman Fatita's back on the Internet, pushing the rock again, doing interviews on YouTube. I go, what the heck? The guy is a billionaire. And they said, well, is there a big difference between being a multimillionaire and a billionaire? He just laughed. Ah! <laughs> and I know for a fact one of the first things he did when he sold this made a deal happen and made him, him become a billionaire for the first time. He sold his 150-foot yacht and bought a 250-foot yacht. I mean, so what's the difference? A hundred extra feet on the yacht. You can only sleep in one bed. You can only drink out of one glass. You can only eat off of one table. And I just don't get that. You know, I'm, I'm looking. It's, I have the same conversation with my wife. We have a 16,000-square-foot home. Incredible lot. And pool, wet area, backyard, unbelievable. And she wants, instead of that, she wants a 30,000-square-foot home. That's why. What's the deal? The family comes and visit us twice a year, once in Christmas, once in the summer. What do we need all that space for? But she's still in the rock mode because she's much younger than I am. We'll take a short break and come back and talk about how you should pick where you should be. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. You can't be financially free if you're psychologically imprisoned by disabling belief systems. Are you ready to break free from your disabling belief systems about money, real estate, retirement, and financial freedom? Then join us for Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Learn the belief system that thousands of people like you have used to break free from corporate America and create the lives they have always wanted. Register at lifestylesunlimitedfreeworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about pushing the rock up the hill. And I'm going to start over at this point and take you way back to what the average person does. The average person lives a life of quiet desperation, which means they're going to push the rock the rest of their life all the way into their 70s and 80s. They're going to continue to work, get up every day and go push the rock because they have to, because they've not put together, have not put together any type of a passive uh, income type of uh, arrangement in their life. I'd really like to have a life. And that's why when I created Lifestyles Unlimited, I said, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. All I wanted was my life back. And so over the next 30 years, 35 years, we've been had lifestyles now, um, the rock went further up the hill because I lived on less than what I made. And as I made more, I bought more real estate and so on and so forth. 
And the rock got higher and higher, and I make more and more money, and it just sort of perpetuates itself. But for the average person, they go out and they buy a couple rent houses, and they put, you know, two or three thousand dollars a month passive income. They go, hey, that's pretty good, and then they quit. Or they go out and buy one small apartment complex and it makes them five thousand dollars a month or ten thousand a month. They go, okay, that's good, and they quit. And now they've got the rock set to where they can live. You know, a nice life. I was talking to um, a gentleman I know that's in his uh, 60s, and he owns a um, mobile home park. And I asked him how much he makes, and he makes about 20000 a month. And you got to pay taxes out of that because the mobile home park money is not free income like real estate. It's really, it's more like earned income. So he's got to pay taxes on it, I'm sure. So he doesn't really make twenty grand a month like when I say I make 10 grand a month, it means I actually take home 10 grand a month. It's different. So um, he's making this money. It's it's plenty enough for him. He doesn't want anymore. He could buy more. He could do more. He could push the rock, but he's happy. And I totally get it. I mean, I can see why 20,000 a month is enough that you should, you could retire and be happy. He lives in a modest home. You know, he's got a modest family and uh, that's fine. And a lot of people they pick that level and say it's enough and it probably is for 99% of the people out there so the question is why would you want to push the rock even further and i started thinking about it in my life and i said you know what it is it's something about an ego position what is the ego position and i started thinking about myself being critical of myself and i remember i bodybuild up until I won a regional contest. I became Mr. Texas. Then I went against all the southern states, which was Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Alabama, Florida. And I won that contest, so I was the best guy in the Gulf states. And at that point, it was the rock pushing just got too much. I said, you know, the next levels go national, which means you have to take a ton of steroids I wasn't willing to take. You have to eat a ton of food. You have to gain a ton of weight. You have to make it a, a lifetime ambition. And I just didn't have it. I said, you know what? I'm never going to be an Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't have the genetics for it. So it's not worth a lifetime struggle of pushing the rock to be number two. Right? Lou Ferrigno, lifetime struggle. Never won the Olympia. Became the Hulk, made money from doing acting, but not from being a bodybuilder. The bodybuilder was secondary to really him being out there making money other ways. So he got his rock to a level, and he's been in sitcoms, and he's been in different shows and and stuff, and now he's comfortable. And he's lost much of the mass he had when he was big, and he's comfortable with that. He's comfortable with where he's at in life. Well, that happened to me at about 35 years of age. I go, you know what? I've won all these contests. I've got pictures to prove what I looked like. I was better built than 99% of the people. Anybody we ever go, anywhere we ever go and sit down, somebody goes, yeah, I got a friend's bodybuilder. And I whip out a picture of me winning the Gulf States. And I go, whoa, it didn't look like that, you know? So I was, I satiated my need to be a well-built man. It's the point I'm making. At that point, I let it go. Then I just wanted to be, in shape. I wanted to be healthy. Yeah, I'd like to have a decent physique all the way into my 70s and 80s and 90s, but that's decent. Really, I want to be alive at this point. So 
the next thing that happened was I went out there and syndicated. I put deals together and got other people to put up the money, and I did all the work. I pushed the rock for these guys that wanted passive income. They'd give me all the money I needed to go buy all the deals I wanted to buy. As long as I was willing to go push the rock, they were willing to come along. And I did that until I became a, not just a millionaire, but a multimillionaire. And at one point, I quadrupled or quadrupled. I always say that I don't really know, and I don't want to get in an argument and somebody call me on it. But it was somewhere between triple and quadruple my net worth in 2008 when everything fell apart and I bought real estate for pennies on the dollar. And then I was at that point where I came to the conclusion, I don't even know what to call myself anymore. You know, when you have more than a million and more than 10 million and more than 50 million, what do you call yourself? There's no real different name, even when you have a hundred million. I just came up with the term to be comfortable with saying uh, a, a, a mega millionaire. But there's really no name for it. So there's really, you know, okay, if I have 100 million or 200 million or 400 million, does it really matter? Does, does my name associate to a different level of being? Does my standard of living? You know, I look at these guys and when they get to be, you know, have $50 million, the first thing they do is buy a plane. They go, but I don't go anywhere. I fly first class everywhere I go, but I don't go anywhere. So I don't need a plane. You, they buy a yacht. I don't like the water. I mean, I don't want to clean the yacht, take care of the yacht, fuel the yacht, and go out there and sit in the hot sun. And, and I, I went around seeing if I could buy a yacht, and I hung out with a bunch of yacht people for a long time. And what I found was they all had wrinkly, dry, leathery skin if you go and really enjoy the, the yacht. But a lot of people own the yacht, just own it so they can say they own a yacht, go out, take a couple pictures on it, and they're done. They don't really enjoy the yacht, not to the extent of the amount of money they spent for that thing. What I think that I've come to the conclusion of, both in days and days of pondering this and just doing the radio show and speaking out loud to us, to yourself, to myself, is that I think there's two types of people. To some people, pushing the rock is a means to an end. In other words, lifestyles was found on the concept, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle, which means some people can have money and still be unhappy because they haven't fulfilled and or satiated their need to be important. And as long as you don't feel comfortable with yourself, as long as you don't feel that you're important in life, then you're never going to be happy no matter how many more dollars you put in your pocket. Now, having more dollars to put in your pocket means you can buy fun things to do and have, but it isn't going to make you happy. I get up every single day happy because to me, pushing the rock was a means to an end. At 34 years of age, I was able to retire and never go back and get up and go to an office and work again. That was the end of the rock pushing for me. From that point forward, there are projects in life. I got an email from uh, Lynn, the executive VP. The other day. She goes, Is there, you asked me if there's anything you could do for me. She, and she gave me like a list of three things. Put on a training class for this and put on another training class for this. It's it three different things where you wanted me to train people to do the stuff I used to do. And I said, okay. I said, if the time and the place, pick the right place and the right time where it's convenient, I'll go ahead and do those things for you this year. I'll get those things done. Those are projects. Those are not the rock. The rock will go up the hill whether I do those projects or not. The projects are, are ancillary to the rock getting pushed. You follow me? So other people, on the other hand, though, 
They are the rock. The rock is their ego. How do people define themselves? Could you tell me who your father is? My father's a fireman. My father's a police officer. My father's a real estate investor. I've never heard anybody ever say, my father's the nicest, kindest, gentlest, lovingest person I've ever met. He has absolutely no relevance on earth other than just being a nice, kind, loving, and gentle person that uh, is the best father in the whole world. Never heard that explained that way. Or a wife about her husband that way. There's always, what do they do? What is their attainment in life? And I, I'm guilty of it. I ask people whenever I'm sitting in a bar first thing, I ask guys, hey, what do you do for a living? You know, because he tells you so much about a person, what they do for a living. When people ask me, what do you do for a living? I go, nothing. In fact, I'll tell you a story. When I was having my baby, my first baby, my only baby, uh, I was 30-something years old, maybe 34, 35 years old. I'd already retired. Um, and I was at a Lamaze class, and we're sitting around all these people. Lamaze is pretty expensive to go to. And um, the, you know, sit around with these pillows and go through birthing stuff. Well, uh, at break, everybody went out to have a cigarette. I don't smoke cigarettes, but I went out there and—, and so everybody's like, well, what do you do? Well, I'm the president of this college and, you know, I'm president of this corporation. Everybody had these really big titles and were really important people. In many cases, both the husband and the wife. And then they ask us what we did. My wife goes, well, I'm just a stay at home mom, going to be mom. And so well, what do you do? I go, nothing. I'm retired. Now, you got to understand this. I'm 34, 35 years of age and I'm a bodybuilder. I'm huge. And they go, what? I go, yeah, I retired a couple of years ago. And it lost their mind. They just could not believe that. And so for the last 35 years, I have lived a life of joy, doing what I want, when I want, with whomever I want. That's the luxury. That's life to me. That's what it's all about. It's not stacking dollars. And if you listen to rappers and you listen to young kids on YouTube, it's all about the stacks and stacks and stacks, pushing the rock. Right? The hustle. I'm on the hustle. Guys, not for us. Lifestyles Unlimited was designed for people to learn how to build passive streams of income and then build them up to where they can replace their earned income with them and stop pushing the rock. But the one secret that makes the metaphor non-functional when we really talk about this is that at some point, if you've built your pushed your rock up high enough, you will be earning more income passively than you live on. And when that happens, then you take the excess income you're not spending and have it push the rock up the hill even higher. The more money you make, the easier it is to go buy more real estate and make more money. And you keep doing that. And what I've done for the last 35 years, I've told myself, you know what? I've got to elevate my cost of living by about 10% a year of whatever it is I add. So if I add another $100,000 a year of income, I get to add another 10000 a year of, of fun. When I add another million a year of income, I get to add another $100,000 a year of fun, another 10000 a month I could just waste, right? And because of that, living off of all the new income, only 10% of the new income, my income and wealth grows exponentially. And I've thought to myself many times, I remember when I got to the point where I had enough money that I could live a million dollars a year for the rest of my life, no matter how old I lived, and never even run out of money. And I thought, man, that's high enough for the rock.
but for some reason now it's, you know, up to $5 million a year for the rest of my life and never have to worry about pushing the rock. And soon it will be $10 million a year without ever thinking about pushing the rock. It just keeps growing. And so what I want you to think about today as you go into the holidays, you think about, do I have my rock high enough that I can buy all the presents I want, pay for all my kids to fly in to visit me, live the life I want to live? Do I have the rock high enough to do that? And if so, it's time to relax and have fun. If not, then you need to get back into the, the game and think about how you're going to push that rock a little higher. Because remember, it's really not the money. It's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.